Hi, and welcome to the Internet Marketing Show that gives you, amongst other things, simple, proven, and practical steps to build your very own successful online business. Here's your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. Hello, and welcome to session four of Great Communication Secrets. This session is called the hands or the call to action plus the all-important closing heart story. Hi everybody, my name is Peter Beckham, the Village Marketer and we're in the final session of the four parts of your signature talk. Okay, up until now we've talked about your opening heart story and the head or the content section of your presentation. Now in this session, we're going to talk about the last two sections of your signature talk, of your presentation, whether it be one-to-one or one-to-many. And these two sections are the call to action and the closing heart story. Now your call to action can be different in different types of presentations, but it is always located right after the content part of your presentation. However, let me give you a little ninja tip. If you can embed, in other words, imply certain things about a call to action during your content presentation, then I can guarantee you, you'll get a far better reaction. You see, during the content presentation, People are listening, people are taking notes, people are there trying to understand and getting as much out of you as they can. Whereas when it gets to the call to action, okay, most people are waiting for a sales pitch, they're getting a bit sceptical and they're not fully listening. So if you can embed that at the end of this presentation there'll be something very special for you, then your call to action will become far more effective. I hope that makes sense. Now, some presentations that you give, you just want the audience to think about something differently or maybe just teach them something new. But we also want to ask them to do one specific thing. You see, there are presentations that you give where you're not allowed to sell or make an offer from the stage. And so your call to action in that type of presentation will be to collect the contact information of the people in the room. And you're going to do that by offering them a free gift. Or if you're on a podcast, okay, and you are sharing some content, and you can say to the people, look, if you want more details or a free giveaway on this particular portion, then here is my web address, okay? And in doing that, you're then collecting the information from the people as well. So in any way you do it, you're going to have to have a free gift ready to go so that you can send them, if they fill out the cards that are in the room or give you their contact information okay, via the podcast and your website or a message to you or a social, on a social media post or whatever. And this will allow you to still gather the contact information of everybody so that you can then contact them after the fact or put them into your sales funnel and still have an engagement with them. 
Even if it's just signing them up for your free newsletter, it's still engagement. And that's the call to action. So in simple terms, you want to offer them a free gift or a bribe, if that's what you want to call it, and you want to collect their contact information so you can send whatever it is you, know, you promise them to them, okay? In a future session, we'll talk about maximising the results of your presentation, but not just now. Because in that future presentation, I'm actually going to show you how to do this, to collect the contact information of the people in the room so that you get everybody in the room to give you their contact information. Okay? Actually, I'll, I'll give it to you now, right? In other words, you're not going to get to collect, say, 30% of the people's contact information or 50% of the contact people's information, but everybody will give you their contact information. Now, how do you do that? Well, it's pretty simple. When you actually finish your presentation and you're running a question and answer session, okay, at that particular point you say, after answering three or four questions, you say, look, I've only got time for maybe one or two more questions, but here is my message number, okay? And you put up on the screen for them or you let them know. This is where they can text you, okay? Text you questions. And you're not promising you can get to them, but what you say to them is this. I will try to answer two or three of those text questions, but I will guarantee you I will follow you all up. Now, this is perfect because one, you've got their contact information, and two, you also know what their real problem is, okay? So this is a really, really good way to get a call to action that has a real result for yourself. The other type of call to action would be to actually make an offer or sell something to the audience that they can buy. Like at the back of the room, you may have an e-book, okay? So at the end of the presentation, they can come and buy your e-book and you can autograph that for them. Or you may have a set of training programs, videos, audios, etc. And once again, you can provide them with that particular offer. So whether you're selling or not selling, making an offer or not making an offer, the call to action comes at the end of your content, but it's not the last section of your presentation. And remember, as I mentioned before, if you can embed just a little bit about your call to action in the content section of your signature talk, then people will be much more prepared to listen to whatever you have to say because you've already warmed them up. But as I just said, the call to action is not the last section of your presentation. Now, you don't want your call to action at the very end of your presentation. I can tell you that for sure. Because that's actually where you don't have the highest audience participation or engagement. At the very end of your presentation, you actually lose a little bit of audience attention because the audience is thinking of other things, like pitch. They're also probably thinking about going to the bathroom and if they're going to beat everyone else to the line for the bathroom. And if it's at the end of the day, they're thinking about parking and the traffic problems and how to get out if there's a lot of people trying to get out at the same time. 
So there's lots of things that they're thinking about at the end of a presentation, not just listening to you. And so we actually want the hands or the call to action to not be the last part of your presentation. You see, after your call to action, we get to the fourth and final section of your presentation, which is your closing heart story. Your closing heart story is one more opportunity for you to show your why. That's what it's all about. And so we have two options as we close out your presentation. One option is to close the loop, which means to finish a story that you started in the beginning. So if you hear, for example, a speaker or a presenter starting their presentation with their opening heart story by talking about a, like for a troubled relationship with their mum or their dad or both, then, after delivering their content, that, for example, in this case, talks about solving a major relationship issue, then when the speaker reveals in the closing heart story that there's been a major improvement um, with the relationship with his parents, that's an example of closing the loop. And this keeps your audience transfixed and truly engaged with you. Or if you tell a childhood story at the beginning, you might want to close that story. Or if you tell a story about your parents at the beginning, you might want to close that story as well. So closing the loop is a really good way to have a closing heart story. But another option that works really well for a lot of people and really gets the audience to take action and engage with you further, because remember, that's what it's all about, engagement not just standing ovations. We want people to engage with you once you finish. One way to do that is to tell a completely separate story that takes the audience to an emotional place that you want them to be. Now I'm going to give you three options where you might want to leave the audience. You might want to leave the audience taking action. You may want to leave the audience changing their status quo. Or you may want to leave the audience looking for a mentor or a coach to help them. Let me give you an example of the type of story as a closing heart story that you could tell to do this. For example, I was in Bangkok, the capital city of Thailand, a few years ago with my whole family. And my eldest daughter said, Hey Dad, will you get up early with me in the morning and we can watch the sunrise? Well, I said yes, sort of reluctantly, right, and went back to my room. And I thought, hmm, five o'clock in the morning, I'm not sure really I want to do this. But I set the alarm anyway, and when the alarm went off at five o'clock in the morning, I mean, I was so tempted, really was. I was tempted to hit the snooze button and just crawl back under the covers. But I didn't shut off the alarm. I actually got out of bed and I went and watched the sunrise, and it was absolutely an amazing sunrise. And my daughter and I were there together, and it was just a very special moment. You see, my daughter lives quite a distance from our little Thai village home, so we don't see each other that much, but we were able to share this very special moment together. 
It was a sharing time that I'll never forget. If you tell that story and then you swing over and turn directly into your audience and say, this is what I've learnt. It's always tempting to hit the snooze button and not take action. But it's the people who take action who get to see the sunrises. And it's those people who take action who are the ones to have to get all the moments in life. These are the people who reap all the benefits. So, whatever you do, now's the time for you to take action. Stop hitting the snooze button. So, let's look at what I did there. First of all, I told a very ordinary story. Not an extraordinary story. I didn't climb Mount Everest or paddle down the Amazon River in a kayak. I woke up early one morning and was simply tempted to hit the snooze button. Now you may think, what's so special about that? Well, ordinary stories are always better than extraordinary ones because the whole audience has experienced wanting to hit the snooze button one time or other in their life. And there'll be very few, if any, people in your audience who've actually climbed Mount Everest or paddled down the Amazon River. So very few could really experience the story with you. But when I shared the alarm clock and the sunrise story, then everyone could relate. And then I could teach them the lesson of the story. So you tell the story and offset by about 30 degrees in angle from the audience and then you swing around and you face the audience, you get up on the balls of your feet, you lean forward and you'll have your audience leaning towards you, okay? And then you teach the lesson. This is a very powerful way of communicating. Now let's say, instead of taking action, you wanted to teach people about the status quo that has to change. So you tell a story about how you always did something the same way and you just weren't getting the results. Then one day, you decided to try something brand new. You decided to get outside your comfort zone. And it opened up a whole new world for you. Or let's say you wanted to teach the audience that mentors or coaches will help them. So you tell a story about a time that you were stuck. Maybe you were trying to exercise. And it just wasn't working. You weren't losing any weight and you tried eating healthy food for 10 years but nothing worked for you. There was no luck. And then one day your next door neighbour introduced you to this person and this person helped you to get to the next level. And now everything's different. Your weight's different and everything else because you received help, mentorship or coaching from somebody. So once again we tell that story and we're facing about 30 degrees away from the audience. Just moved a fraction, right? Even on a live broadcast on social media, do the same. And then you swing around and you face the audience, okay? You actually face the audience again. You lower yourself a fraction. You're on the balls of your feet, but you lean forward and you get your audience leaning forward to you. Okay, and then you teach the lesson. 
Now in this particular case, the lesson could be something like, sometimes we all get to a point where we just get stuck. It takes a coach or a mentor to hold us accountable and help us to get over that obstacle and to get to the next level. Can you see what I'm getting at? You've got them in a high mental engagement level. And you can say, look, I could be that coach for you. I can be the person who can help you get to the next level. And right there, you're leaving the audience right on the emotion that you want. Alright, so now I've given you two separate options on how to end your presentation. One way is to end it by closing the loop from the beginning story. Okay, that's one option. And be careful, you don't try and do both options, just do one. And the other option, the different option, is to tell a separate story that leaves the audience in the emotion that you want them to have as they walk out of the room or as you leave the stage. You've got them on a high, you've got them emotionally engaged with you and of course what you want is for them to engage further with you. So in this session we've talked about two sections of your presentation. The call to action is the first one. And what I want you to do in your call to action step is to ask yourself, what do you want the audience to do after my presentation finishes? How do I want them to engage with me? I mean, do I want them to just give me their contact information? Do I want them to schedule a strategy call or a discovery call with me? Or do I actually want to sell them something? So what do you want to do with the audience after presentation is a key part of your call to action thinking and planning. And I want you to get real clarity on that and write it down. Okay, If you are not clear what you want from your call to action, then neither will your audience be. And if they're not clear, if they're confused, they're going to do nothing. And remember, I'll say it again, the objective of getting a signature talk right is to get people to engage with you after you finish your presentation. So that's your call to action. And then the second thing you're going to do is think about how you're going to end your presentation. Do you want to close the loop? Or do you want to tell a separate story that leaves the audience in the emotional place that you want them at the very end of your presentation? What do you want the audience to do differently after they leave the presentation? Or what action do you want them to take and to engage with you? And of course, more importantly than ever, what is the closing heart story that you're going to tell them to leave the audience right where you want them when you put it all together? Then you'll have mapped out your signature presentation. Alright? I hope you enjoyed that one. See you in the next session. Thanks so much for listening to the Internet Marketing Dinner Show with your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. For more great content, go online, peterbeckenham.com. We'll catch you next time.